0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Silence Your Cell Phones. I'm Jarrett. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin. Hello, hello. And then this is week number 12 of the best movie podcast out there. It's the best one that I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's the best one I've ever been a part of. And I am a completely unbiased spectator. Exactly. Unbiased. No bias here. Nope. Um, So (laughs) we've we've been chugging along pretty good. We appreciate everyone for hopping on the ride with us. Of course. Yeah. Kevin, in true form and fashion, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to start it off with, you know, what did you watch this week?
1: Uh, I watched a few things this week. Uh, I'm going to start with the uh, TV show, Ted. Okay. Obviously, and for obvious reasons. So I guess uh, let me ask you,
0: is it still the best show on television?
1: Uh, yeah, and it's not close. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, <laughs> it's still the best show. Uh, I watched uh, Southpaw. Um, which was the movie you gave me. I saw Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings in theaters. Uh, I don't know if you know this, they also put Osmosis Jones on Netflix. No, and I, yeah, and I watched it. That was like a shout out to my childhood. You know, full um, disclosure, I don't,
0: I'm not like a big
1: Osmosis Jones guy. You know, it to me, it's like it's, it's Bill Murray, it's Chris Rock, you know and yeah. i just i loved it i loved it as a kid and it was very okay you know like watching it as a as an almost 30 year old and it yeah i think it's been at least a it's been over a decade since i watched it so it was kind of cool to see it but um you know it was it was you know it's, it's a kid's movie right yeah that's fair so um uh other yeah i tried to i tried to get a few more movies in, um, as you know, we had kind of an unfortunate incident happen this weekend and it kind of drew me to my family. Um, so I had to do some, some traveling and, and that's kind of, um, unfortunate that I didn't get to watch my movies, but this week I'll, I'll make the attempt and, uh, we'll, we'll go for seven again. So I'll be, I'll be really trying to stick it this weekend. Uh, what about you, Jared, what'd you get into this week?
0: So I was there, with you when we saw Shang-Chi. Yes, loved it. Um I watched Southpaw because I gave you that movie to watch, but I hadn't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it later, but that was a good decision by me. Uh I watched Moneyball, which was the movie you gave me. Right. So both of those movies were just straight fire. Yep, bangers, um, both of them. I watched 10 Cup really yeah the kevin costner golf movie oh i know my brother mentioned it literally two days ago well your brother has a good taste yeah uh and then i watched alley cat strike with my buddy andrew last night and it turns out kaylee kuoka is in that movie (laughs) and it's it's those little surprises that make going back and watching very mediocre disney original channel movies (laughs) that's that's fair yes i
1: you know you blew my mind when you told me that i had again it's been over a decade since i saw that one but um yeah that that's crazy and she does you know now that i think about it she does look like Did the
0: xenon girl i hate to break it to you brother yeah. that movie came out in 2000 so it's been over two decades <laughs> yeah well no i'm saying since i watched it right that doesn't mean that i just... i don't know if i've watched it post oh really when it was on tv
1: i would have made us like nine brother yeah yikes yeah. Again. big <laughs> yikes! <laughs> again yikes dude oh my goodness um well it sounds like you had a nice nice little weekend movies
0: yeah i've just been pounding away at some sports movies you know i can
1: i can dig it um, and so this week, I guess we've got, we've got to go over that, but what's our, uh, what was our topic this week? Do you, do you remember?
0: Yeah. Our topic this week was fictional coaches mm-hmm. we would want to play for. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it coaches? I did one. I got one. Is it, was it supposed to be multiple? I can, no.
0: drum, I can drum up multiple. No, one is fine. I have like a pseudo tie. So if you want to have an honorable mention. Okay, but I just picked one, so
1: I like it. Yeah. Okay, then I then I'll I will have my uh, my honorable mention. Is it cool if that goes first? Then sure. Okay, I got. I see now. I've got to um, pull it up. Uh, it was a 2005 film, Bad News Bears. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah. I and this is just. I would like to play for it just to see the, uh, the, the growth. You know what I mean? From that early, you know, early on when he started coaching the bad news bears, it was very funny, very humorous. I enjoyed it. And, uh, he basically just dumps on his players the entire first half of the movie. I mean, he is just an alcoholic. Yeah. So that would be fun for me. I would enjoy that just for the, for the, for the pure fun of it, um, so that would that would be my honorable mention. I would enjoy playing for a coach like that. Plus, you know, baseball. I needed a baseball uh, coach to to show some love too. So that would be him. So, uh, so you you said
0: you had a pseudo tie? Yeah. So I couldn't like decide honestly. Because I feel like both I would be happy playing with. But I I would say my honorable mention is also Billy Bob Thornton. But <laughs> Friday, Friday Night Lights, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs>
1: yeah, a little bit different Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah,
0: but I mean, just shows his range as a coach.
1: Yes, it does. He can do and it all. He can. He can do serious High school football or uh, humorous, I guess, how old were they like 12?
0: Yeah, they were probably little, little
1: league, little league baseball. Yeah. So his range as a coach and actor, limitless. Well, that doesn't surprise me though, because you're he had your monologue. He was one of your
0: monologues too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any, I mean, Friday Night Lights is my favorite football and probably favorite sports movie in general. Right. So.
1: Yeah, you yeah, you definitely I, I've I've known that for quite a while. So it does it's no surprise to me. It's what's surprising to me is that there's a tie.
0: Yeah that was the real surprise. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. I had to I had to get very nitpicky. When yeah it came, when it came down to I was splitting hairs really.
1: Now so did was this something that you looked at as a You would want to. You
0: personally would want to play for that coach. Um, Yeah, like if I could have one of them in my football career, had one of them been my coach. Okay. Who Who was the? the, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to ask you who the coach of the uh, the replacements was. Well, then I guess I'll just go ahead and tell you who I would want to play for. (laughs) 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 damn it all right all right so is that so so i guess i'm going first in this one piece of shit uh yeah gene hackman yes as in the replacements was was it was the other one so well
1: i was gonna say that it would be like uh it would be something like him because then that would obviously that would make you a pro a pro right but even
0: had he coached high school or college you'd be in. Yeah. Okay. You know, he, he had pretty much everything. I, I think a good coach has, um, you know, he was given an almost impossible task, right? So his, all his players were what they called scabs. They, Mm -hmm. there was a huge strike. All the NFL players stopped playing. So he had to basically go find the rents of the litter you know, the unwanted players to put together a team and try to make the playoffs, you know. Yeah. A lot of people would just say, screw it, we'll hold our L's. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I think it was, like, him genuinely connecting with all of his players and, like, you know, Shane Falco was super afraid of big moments for what happened right. to him in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, You know, he coached him out of it. You know, he got all the players, and they talked about their fears. Uh, he was always in their corner, regardless of what upper management wanted. He was a player's first coach, and I appreciate that being a player. Um, and so I think I think Gene Hackman and their replacements is about yeah. as good as coach you're going to find.
1: Yeah. So, fun fact about Gene Hackman: Did you know he was a he was a real life Marine? Were you aware? I did not know that. Yeah. So Gene Hackman was a real life uh marine in the united states marines man not a lot of people know that but uh fun fact little trivia nugget for the day i guess but no i understand i understand what you're saying because it says a lot about you and this is just in character not not him as a person but the the in character uh coach for the replacements it says a lot about you and obviously this is scripted and written but let's just assume that this actually happened Mm -hmm. um it says a lot about you as a coach to be able to get a a professional group of players together playing against the best players in the world that were virtually unknowns. Right. And they're,
0: they're playing at that level, you know, and they played very well. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs before the strike ended and it kind of like, you know, I never really equated the two, but it's kind of like the whole theory behind, what Moneyball was talking about, right? Yes. People are prejudiced about players for a bunch of different reasons. Like, the kicker was too scrawny, so no one ever looked at him, even though he had a leg that could kick at 70 yards. Mm -hmm. And, like, oh, Shane Falco blew the sugar bowl, so he was overlooked. And so it's, like, all getting the best out of players that were overlooked.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of, like, sabermetrics and that whole thing. Like, I could could talk, like, sabermetrics all day. Um, because I truly you, believe that. Yeah. Cause I essentially apply something similar for like, uh, like DraftKings lineups and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's something that I, I genuinely love seeing. Um, and you can definitely see it in this movie. You know, this is before obviously Moneyball oh, where yeah. it, be, it became a, a prominent thing. Like people didn't know what Sabermetrics was. Right. Right. Um, And so, yeah, this is really cool. I, You know, I'm really glad that you had difficulty choosing between Billy Bob Thornton and Gene Hackman in these two roles because um, I was surefire pegging you for for Friday Night Lights, like all day.
0: Yeah, I just think – I mean, obviously, Billy Bob Thornton was a great coach in Friday Night Lights, and I loved the movie. But I think he was – besides booby miles getting hurt i think he was set up for success way more than gene hackman was yeah right like his whole his high school team was studs if booby doesn't get hurt they probably walk through every game and there's no drama which is why they didn't do the movie about the team that won the year after yeah so he he pretty much just had to handle the high school aspect of coaching kids
1: now was that that story was based on – that was based on a true story, right? Like, is that – Yeah. yeah. So I, was, I thought.
0: I, I guess I said fictional coach, but Billy Bob Thornton's not a fictional
1: – he plays a real coach. Well, which, even when they did the show, the guy that they got to play the coach on the TV show was also fantastic. I thought. Yeah, he, He's from my hometown. No kidding. Yeah. Well, we're just full of fun
0: facts today. Yeah, Covington, Georgia represent. Okay. Uh, that's, that's awesome. But also, I mean, Gene Hackman was the coach in Hoosiers – so I think he just plays a really good coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I well, Al Pacino was one that I, that came to mind when I was trying to think of what you would pick um, for uh, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, no, Jared's big, big high school football. And I thought that for sure that would be it. So, um, but no, I really like that you picked this one uh because as soon as you said honorable mention this it kind of popped up in my head because i loved how he was able to get their team together in the movie yeah Um, it's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie to be honest was and i most people would probably agree um you know when they got in the 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 bar fight and they had that whole coming together scene and you know i was just really dancing in the jail yeah, also
0: this rap this goes back to our podcast Monday. John Favreau was Danny Bateman in the replacements. The, oh. the middle linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about
1: to. I'm hold on. I got now. I have to look look at the cast, dude.
0: Uh Keanu Reeves. Well, I I John I, Favreau. Yeah, obviously. Uh there was the guy from reminiscence that played martel the nfl quarterback john favreau looks like a baby dude because
1: he was dude that movie's old oh my goodness that's him oh that blows my mind That's like three times today you blow my mind
0: dude i'm here for it
1: i love that okay well that's fantastic thank you Jarrett. you're welcome
0: uh so yeah, those are those
1: are really good. I really like your uh, your picks this week. Uh, so for me, I like a coach that's kind of been through it, who had a rough go as a participant of the sport that he coaches, down on his luck, uh, and. I love that the movie helps him find his way into the coaching aspect of his sport. And Jared, I'm going to tell you the guy that I would love to play for John candy, Jamaican bobsled team. Cool runnings.
0: That's, you know, you could have given me 10 guesses and I probably wouldn't have <laughs> come to John Candy. In you know, cool runnings.
1: John Candy is low key, kind of a King of like the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, for um, sure. You know, uh, obviously, you know, rip, rip John Candy. I, you know, he's one of those guys that I would have loved to have seen his career as, as he got older and how it progressed. Um,
0: Definitely gone too soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, But no, Coach Irving Blitzer, Irv, um, he had been on an Olympic bobsled team. I don't, it was like, I guess the 60s or whatever. It was the setting of the movie or not, was when he was a participant, when he was a bobsledder. And uh, he was caught cheating in the Olympics and he was a disgrace. Uh, to his country, to his sport. And I feel like throughout his time, you know, because he he had become like a bookie. I mean, he was like, he was no better than Billy Bob Thornton and Bad News Bears (laughs) as far as like. Rock bottom. Yeah. Um, And he kind of found his way through coaching. And I I love that. You could tell that he genuinely cared about his, his players, his team, um, you know, at one point they had, they disqualified the Jamaican bobsled team. And he basically put himself out there and said, Hey, like, you know, don't punish them, punish me. And you could see the growth from where it started, where it began. to to where it ended Um, and a coach that's going to have your back, you know, that, that says it all for me. I'm a big fan of loyalty. Mm-hmm. And and I was I was here for it. And Cool Runnings doesn't get the love that I believe it deserves. I think it was a great movie. I also just found out that it's a Disney movie.
0: Surprise, surprise. Um yeah, so they, added to the list of bangers they have. I was about to say they it doesn't matter what decade Disney is king. Yeah, i you know, and I thought about
1: I thought about Sam Jackson. You know, because I was a big basketball guy. Yeah, Coach school. Carter. I thought about Denzel, because I was a big remember the Titans guy. You know, but to me, John Candy, good sense of humor, which I enjoy in a coach, and uh, and the loyalty aspect that that's just what does it for me, man. That wraps it up, neat, nice and neat.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for a player first type of coach
1: yeah they uh it seems to me they're always the more successful i'm saying this in in real life player coaches generally are the ones that do pretty well in professional sports from what i can tell
0: right and i don't think it's just professional sports i think it's all sports i think once the those types of coaches get people to buy into their system much more than the the winning first coaches yeah Wow,
1: cool running actually has a 7 0 on IMDb. It's a good movie, dude. Yeah, but the, it's, you know, it's kind of, it was 1993. So feel the rhythm, feel okay. the
0: rhyme.
1: I didn't know that was Dougie Doug. Oh my God, stop. Or did you know? I don't know anything, apparently. Apparently, I don't know anything, Jared. I had, you know, I had another fun fact for
0: you, but I got to save it. Was it going to blow my mind? Probably. I'll have to save it for uh, post our s- special project. Ah, uh, uh,
1: Okay, okay. Well, those are probably two of my favorite coaches. Uh, not nearly as as uh, as serious and grounded as Jarrett's, but I think it's a good re- it's a good uh, indication of our personalities. And what we what we enjoy, um, in our coaches. So, there you have it, uh, Jarrett. I think it's time to discuss our movies.
0: Yes. So, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I was gonna Since say you, you stole st- my
1: thunder. Yeah, I did, and I apologize, but don't worry, your thunder's coming back because you actually, you gave me this movie. And after watching it, I want to thank you for giving me such a gem to watch this week. Uh, if you haven't seen Southpaw, first of all, go watch it. I, I got it on, I rented it on Apple, on Apple Plus. So I know it's there. I don't know where else it might be. I think it's on all. I think it's on Voodoo Amazon, Voodoo Amazon. If yeah, if you can watch it, go watch it. Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in this movie was masterful. And if you don't feel anything when you watch this movie, then you're you're probably not among us anymore because that movie was incredible. And I had seen it before and i remember I remember really enjoying it um but I think since we started this podcast, I've watched movies now with uh with a little bit more and so at the end of a good movie, at the end of a really good movie, I find that I appreciate it that much more um because now I'm looking at things critically, whereas before I was not, and because of that watching a truly truly great performance means way more to me. I don't I, do you find yourself doing something similar when you watch movies? Or is that just me?
0: No, I mean, I've always kind of watched them more critically. Yeah. I guess, but there are movies that like I remember I saw Southpaw in theaters and I remember like almost having goosebumps when I left the theater. Like it was just one of those movies that I feel doesn't get the respect it deserves. Yeah. And that kind of sums up how I feel Jake Gyllenhaal is because I think he is phenomenal in most everything he does. Supremely underrated as an actor. And he's definitely grown on me. But like I said, I remember watching Southpaw in theaters and leaving and being like, that might be, the best boxing movie I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It was truly amazing. So, uh, Southpaw is a movie, uh, and I'll give a quick synopsis of the movie. Uh, Southpaw is a movie about a a, a boxer, kind of at the uh, at the at the highest heights. He's a he's a light heavyweight champion, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He's got a a um, uh, a longtime wife, a daughter. He's got the full American dream a great family. Uh, Rachel McAdams plays Marine, who's his wife. Um, And he's got a manager, 50 cents his manager. He's got his crew. And uh, he's 43 and 0. And he's kind of considering leaving the the game. Um, And a young guy, young up and coming boxer kind of challenges him. And um, they get into it at a hotel lobby. And one of the challengers the the young guy's crew uh shoots and kills his wife and Jake gyllenhaal's character billy hope is from hell's kitchen which if you've never heard of hell's kitchen it's like a like a slum of new york it's a it's a tough upbringing you can tell he's been through it and just the acting from jake gyllenhaal's perspective to and i feel like he really went into the character to play the role like you could tell that you know this is a guy who's kind of been through the ringer his whole life um boxing was his escape you get all of this uh, through his performance which i loved um and so the movie is basically about him dealing with you know him losing everything after his wife dies they repossess his house he you know he's He gets, uh, he takes a a loss in his next fight because he's just ass, he's just getting hit, and he's not.
0: He just spirals. Yeah,
1: I mean it is loses his daughter. I mean the,
0: he basically loses the will to live.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's really, really, it's difficult to watch, but it's not. If that makes sense, like it does. His acting makes the movie difficult to watch. The movie itself is a is a masterpiece um, and a masterclass of acting that scene where we're with him and Rachel McAdams in in the hotel lobby where she gets shot. I cried. I ugly cried. It was awful. It was horrible. Like I'm, I'm in my car at lunch, just, you know, thanking God, nobody can see me. Cause this is just awful to watch. I mean, she's saying it's not that bad. Take me home. And he's like, I'll get you home. And it, the whole thing is just you know, and she basically dies in his arms in the lobby while they're waiting on the, the ambulance. And it was just, it was so powerful. Um, and, and as a viewer, you could really feel that pain. And, and throughout the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal, the way he portrays what he's going through, what he's feeling, uh, his lack of understanding um, to his growth as a person, as a father, uh, is something that... I was I was truly appreciative of after the 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 last scene. I, I really enjoyed seeing that. Um and I can't speak enough about how great the movie was and how much I enjoyed it. Um Jarrett, I really appreciate that.
0: No problem. I mean, like I said, I got to go back and rewatch it and I'm the same way you are when it was done I was just like damn like I love that movie so much
1: yeah so I'm looking here now and it says it's got uh, zero award wins 11 nominations for different things but dude this movie should have gotten something It should have yeah. won something bro
0: yeah I don't know what it was up against I don't remember uh, but I think it's just one of those things that you really have to see it to understand it. Like I, th- I think Jake Gyllenhaal really, and I don't know if this was like a passion project for him or maybe he just is really that good, but he, he slayed it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even stuff like it's the little stuff that he did in the movie that I love, like he had to give up and give a speech and, you know, he's just a dude from Hell's Kitchen, no education, and like the speech showed that. Yes. Like he was. Like, yeah. He was like, yeah, give me your money, and stuff <laughs> like that. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't eloquent. It wasn't written down. He stumbled over his words. Uh, it was very believable that he was the character he was portraying. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's
1: and, and you're right. It's the little things. It's. You know, when he was trying to write the speech, even he was, you know, he he was asking him how to spell incarcerated, you know, like, because his mom, he, his mom gave birth to him while she was in jail. Like the, the things that he tells you are believable because of little things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can appreciate that as well. And also Rachel McAdams, um, and Forrest Whitaker and even the daughter, who I, I didn't know, I hadn't seen her before in anything else, and I, I still don't know that I have besides this. Uh, Una Lawrence, not sure who that is, but she did great. Um, but, yeah, Force Whitaker was also sensational, I thought. Uh, yeah. 50 Cent, not so much, but
0: he is not like an actor. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not his craft. I uh, mean, I, I think he played the role he was supposed to play just fine. Yeah, uh, I think you could have probably replaced him with a better actor, like a Don Cheadle, yes, or something, doing the same role, and it would have been a little better. But thankfully, he wasn't a huge part of the movie. Um, I guess I think this was probably, I won't say one of Forest Whitaker's because he's done a lot, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed Forrest Whitaker in this movie. Um, I think Rachel McAdams and Hall's chemistry was fantastic. Yes. Uh, Because I mean, the whole point, like their relationship in the movie, was they grew up in the same orphanage. Like they don't remember a world. Yeah. So she was
1: also from Hell's Kitchen.
0: Yeah. And they were both orphans. They grew up in the same foster home. So they don't know a world without each other. And then all of a sudden she's taken away.
1: And And he did not deal very well with it.
0: Well, she was kind of like, I mean, he was the breadwinner, but she was kind of the head of the household. Like she made all of his fighting decisions for him and like what she said went so it's like yeah you have the money and everything but like if you don't know what to do how do you live right she was kind of his parachute
1: yeah yeah you know she was she was definitely the uh the glue in their family and losing her just kind of set everything in motion for him to just spiral out of control and you know i I think the worst part for me was the the social services taking his daughter man like that like it was all tough it was for the first hour hour and a half it's a hard watch yeah there's not a lot of highs no man it it was uh it was one of those uh, the first hour hour and a half are pretty exhausting as a viewer um but very powerful uh Great, great acting. A lot of solo, um, a lot of solo acting that I enjoyed um, from Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, That is just phenomenal. I would have gave it a solid four, four and a half. I I thought it was that good. Yes. Certainly, certainly one of my favorite, if not my favorite boxing movies as well. So, uh, again, tip of the cap, Jarrett and that is that's that's all I got for that I, like again I can't say enough good about it so uh that being said I gave you a movie to watch as well
0: you also gave me a banger so yes uh not as emotionally draining but right. I think it's still one of the best sports movies made certainly uh, and you gave me moneyball so I've, I was already in love with it because Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, need I say less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or need I say more. <laughs> uh, but so essentially Moneyball, for those of you who haven't seen it, if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, <laughs> but it's about a baseball GM who uh, works for the Oakland Athletics and his big players, Jason Giambi. Uh, and there was mm. one there was one more. Uh, Johnny Damon. So those two were on the athletics and they kind of got pilfered away by bigger franchises, the Yankees and the Red Sox um, because they could throw more money at him. Um, and he's getting frustrated with the system because he's supposed to win baseball games with essentially an arm tied behind his back because their budget. Um, So he ends up flying out to Cleveland to try to make some trades, uh, which is where he runs into Jonah Hill's character. Uh, He was in the meeting and, you know, when they would ask, he would offer a trade, they would kind of look at Jonah Hill and he would give him a thumbs up or thumbs down, which was intriguing to him uh, because it's not like GMs and owners of multi-million dollar baseball clubs to take advice from an intern. Yeah. Uh, essentially. And so he talks, he meets Jonah Hill and they kind of, he tells him his philosophy about baseballs or about baseball uh, on how players are overlooked on a multitude of different things, age, weird pitching motions, etc., And how he basically is crunch, he crunches numbers and, he evaluates players based on straight statistics, no eye test, uh, which at this point in baseball you just didn't do. And you can probably speak more to that than I do. Oh, for sure. Um, it was, it was, it was not a you. You had to, you had to
1: pass the eye test. That was not ever a thing that you couldn't get away with doing. Um, but yeah, sorry. Continue. Oh no,
0: no. Uh so he essentially, I don't know what he does to get. Jonah Hill but essentially buys Jonah Hill from Cleveland, uh, brings him over and they look he gets Jonah Hill to sit him down and say, okay, what are we looking at And he's like, you don't need to buy players, you need to buy runs And so they start breaking down all the formula and they're looking for people with big on base percentages because that's what matters. Uh, and so he goes into the meeting with all of his scouts. The Scouts hate it because you know they've been doing it for 26 years. Uh, all they've ever done is scout baseball players. And then here's this 20 something year old telling them that he knows more than them essentially because he can type some stuff in a computer and explaining like replacing old people with computers is like their worst nightmare. So they essentially, most of them quit or leave. Uh, The GM is upset because he's only getting a one year contract because they need more calorie or more salary space for their players. And then the rest of the movie is just how their season unfolds and how desperate and all in they go on this strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like during the movie, the coach will not start the first baseman. He, the Brad Pitt's character wants. So Brad Pitt just trades the first baseman that has been playing all year and is a potential all-star just to prove a proof of point. Yep. Uh, And it turns out they win 20 straight, which is a MLB record. Um, They fall a little short, but it was truly something special. I think they won just as many games as the Yankees. And the guy said that the Yankees were paying like $1.8 million for the win, and they were doing it with (laughs) $265,000. So it really just showed how much bang for your buck you could get if you just looked at statistics.
1: Yeah, so fun fact. You know this. The viewers might not. This was based on a true story, a yeah. very true story. Uh, Billy Bean, the uh, manager of the, the GM for the Oakland Athletics, longtime GM for the Oakland Athletics, uh, was the essentially pioneer for this brand of baseball. Um, and the Red Sox, in turn, used that to create three World Series titles
0: yeah i think they wanted Um, the year after
1: yeah so like this became this was a the essentially the start not it's not the start it's where it became mainstream right so there was a guy in like the 80s that applied sabermetrics to, to baseball but it he wasn't like a like a gm of a pro team right uh this was um uh not cause and effect was the, this was the putting the saber metrics in that, the application and seeing if it truly works. And Billy Bean is kind of looked at as like a God, you know, now uh, for the success, but the movies based on that at Oakland athletics team um, where they took a, 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 it was a Jeremy Giambi, I think, wasn't it? It was it Jeremy or Jason.
0: So they lost Jason, but they signed Jeremy. That's
1: right. So, they signed all these guys who like Jared said had uh a good on base percentage or hey this guy can't really catch but he gets on base uh let's put him at first base right so like sorry when i say catch i mean like high catcher yeah yeah um so but he was like he had a pro- what was his what was his problem i can't he remember had,
0: he had nerve damage in his elbow so he couldn't throw oh that's from <laughs> from behind the plate because he couldn't feel his fingers. Yeah. So they moved him to first and the coach hated it because he had never played first base before. And that's a huge <laughs> position. <laughs> so, yeah, but, He could
1: catch a baseball fine. He just couldn't throw the damn thing. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was the problem. <laughs> um, but he got on base a lot. He got walked a lot. Yeah. And that's that was their entire premise was we can't score runs if people are not on base. So they looked at their best bang for their buck. I mean, they got like a 37 year old David justice who, (laughs) I mean, that's super old in pro sports years.
1: Yeah. He was way past his prime.
0: Yeah. But not with them, not in their system. He looked great.
1: Yeah. Cause he Uh did what they asked. He he was a guy that got on base. Yeah. He good
0: locker room leader. Uh,
1: uh, and, yeah, better
0: experience. Yeah, the great thing about that was, and it was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. You know, Billy Bean's talking to David Justice, and he's like, You must think I'm pretty special if you're paying me $7 million a year. And he was like, No, nah, we're not paying you that. The Yankees are paying you that. And he was like, Yeah. And he just looked at him. He was like, Yeah, that's what they think of you. They're paying you $7 million to play against them. Ah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I loved his character um and the the guy who played him his name is Stephen Bishop. he's done a few other things um but I really love him in this movie, and I love that scene that you're talking about with him and Billy Bean. they're by the batting cages right yeah he's David just taking b p yeah um another scene that I always think of when I think moneyball is the uh the uh the point the point scene where they're in the meeting yeah, when I point to you, you talk yeah, that one
0: yeah. um. Jonah
1: Hill. Him. I think Jonah Hill got a nomination or did he win? I
0: think that was his first win.
1: That was his first win for this movie? Yeah, I think out? it was
0: Best Supporting Actor.
1: Nominated for six Oscars. They had 29 wins and 82 nominations total for awards. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Nominee, nominee, Oscar nominee. Yeah, so Oscar nominee. Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role, Jonah Hill. Best Performance in a Leading Role, Brad Pitt. Best Motion Picture of the Year. Uh, best Achievement in Editing. Sound. Best Writing. Screen Adapted Screenplay. Uh, they actually did a ton of... Like, this was a, a huge movie. Yeah. Let's see. Golden it Globe nominee.
0: Deservedly so. I, I mean, the cast in that movie is also insane. Yes. So, you have Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill... Chris Pratt, the coach Phillip, was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rip to him as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh,
1: you know what I always think of with him, though, real quick? That movie he did with uh, Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. Do you remember I know, that?
0: I do know what you're talking uh, about. Along Came Polly. Yes.
1: Along Came Polly, where he's shooting the basketball, and he's like, ice water? Rain man. yeah. <laughs> oh man sorry i just i love that i love that I, yeah you know we got those those good memories of philip seymour hoffman yeah
0: so i love this movie uh i think it's definitely one of the better baseball movies and there's a ton of great baseball movies um but i'm also biased i love me some
1: brad <laughs> and i knew i knew you would and so you know it was funny because we we were talking, this had to be six months before we even started doing the podcast. We were talking about the great sports movies, and and we had both seen Moneyball. We, I don't know if we watched it together, but we had both seen it recently, mm-hmm. and we were like, that movie's like top five. Yeah. top. And like, it's just, it's so good.
0: It truly is uh, on every scale.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think that's all we got for, the, uh, for this particular portion. Uh, guys, I'd love to know what you think about the movies Southpaw um, and Moneyball. Uh, feel free to reach us. You can, you can send us a DM if you know us directly, uh, or if you go to Facebook in the subcategory of podcast under Silence Your Cell Phones, you can reach us uh, on IG. We're at Silence Your Cell Phones, or if you want to shoot us an email, you can. Uh, at, we are silence yourself phone, no S at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Jarrett, what do you think? would you,
0: would you be interested in that? Oh, for sure. I definitely, I'm my biggest hope is I expect people to have seen Moneyball. I'm hoping people, this is going to be their first time seeing Southpaw. Yes. Uh, I hope so too. Plus it's, it's Eminem on the
1: soundtrack. So oh, like- yeah, I was about to
0: say it's got one of like the best, like training montage songs. Oh, yeah so good yeah i always
1: think i am phenomenal that that little yeah sick um so yeah uh this week jared have you uh have you decided upon a movie for oh yeah
0: we're not gonna do the typical themed movie of the week for this one because we have something much more exciting um Big shout-out to Dane McGlone for this idea. Yes. Uh, But we're actually going to do a sports movie draft. Uh, And then we're going to put the final teams, quote-unquote. We're going to put them out on our Facebook. And then we're going to let everyone kind of vote for who they think the best lineup is. Okay. And it's going to be you, me, and then our next guest, Hey, Anthony Lunekis, the man, Naturally. the myth, the legend.
1: We need an applause drop. I need a, I need a thing, but yeah. Yay, yay. Yeah. I'm super pumped about that. I love Anthony. I have yet to say a single word to Anthony that isn't like through a chat. So I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard nothing but great things about the guy and he's shown me nothing but greatness with, with the way he helps us out. Yeah, so I, yeah,
0: he's a huge, huge help to the podcast. Um, big sports fan. A Chicago native, um, so we're going to do bears, bears. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do the draft, not on a podcast, and then next week we'll show the teams to everybody, and then the week after we'll do why uh, we picked how we did and why we think our lineup's the best. Okay. Cool.
1: I'm, I'm digging it. So are we, so we're not going to do a movie, right? Is that, is that no? Yeah.
0: Cause we're basically going to cover 15 movies with this draft. And so the way it's going to work is it's going to be a snake draft. We'll have to figure out how to pick the order. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be, you have to have one baseball, one football, one basketball movie, and then you can have two, wild card movie so any sport okay okay yeah i can do that i'm excited yeah and then we'll pull up we'll pull up a nice little graphic we'll get to talk about them we'll kind of hit the high points of all of our movies um so it'll be covered about 15 movies that'll be a banger i'm i'm really looking forward to that same uh so what are
1: we uh what are we reviewing this week i don't think have we have we done that yet? So no.
0: So the movie for this week is *Malignant*, which comes out Friday. Uh, so did, was that out loud? Did you hear that? Yeah, that I was think audible? We, yeah, everyone's heard it. Um, <laughs> so it'll be, I guess. I mean, this the director did *Insidious* and all of this. This is like a horror horror movie. <laughs> yeah I actually
1: I saw the trailer this is not a lie guys I saw the trailer uh because I, I watched the I had to watch a movie by myself I went to Huntsville what movie was it that I watched? No, you saw movie? Candyman by yourself oh yeah that's right I saw Candyman by myself which was not a not a great idea watching Candyman anyways but uh regardless they do scary movie previews when you go in to watch a scary movie apparently is a pretty common thing yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they showed the malignant trailer and I immediately this is not a joke I immediately texted Jared and said uh this movie malignant looks like the real deal and I do not want to watch it and he looked at the date and he said hey man look uh that's the only that's the only thing coming out that week so uh we're going to have to do it so there you go that's the story of how that happened and why we're doing this and uh not looking forward to it
0: I am so <laughs> you're more more for you than the movie but I'm sure I'll enjoy the movie too yeah so I actually watched insidious so this guy did insidious he did
1: saw he did a lot of like like a lot of this genre um, and even though saw wasn't like scary scary um you know it was still kind of the mask the, the little guy on the little bicycle thing that's jigsaw yeah jigsaw thanks uh yeah jigsaw i'm an idiot uh, <laughs> <laughs> jigsaw um you know it was still kind of terrifying to me and insidious i i hate that movie uh because i don't like the tiny tim tiptoe through the window uh, yeah. not okay great great horror movie song but i can't Listen to that and not think of Insidious and not be terrified and get a good night's sleep. So, not looking forward to Malignant because it looks like a real scary movie. It does. So, yeah, that's where I'm at on that.
0: Yeah, so that's the movie we'll be reviewing. Uh, Next week's topic we stumbled upon in our review for Shang-Chi. So, next week we're going to be doing. Our favorite MCU characters.
1: What? What? Oh,
0: I'm stoked. Yeah. And so, I'm just going to preface and say they're all great. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And they can be anything. Villain, hero, side character. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. As long as they're a part of the MCU, they're acceptable. And we're doing strictly the movie characters,
0: correct? Just Yeah. Not, not comic book. Strictly okay. MCU. Okay, so
1: the reason why so we're doing the the draft for our movie review segment for that time, but we're still doing the main episode, and we're gonna keep it not sports because of the draft. Yeah. So just to be clear with you guys, we're we're veering off topic, but it's because the the draft is actually a, a huge part of um, our theme for the month. So so yeah,
0: it's I mean it's gonna be more movies talked about than we did for the past two months yeah. really. So I'm we're doubling it really with 15. And so I'll probably read the teams mm-hmm. out at the end of next week's episode, let people start stewing on them. Mm-hmm. And then the week after we'll have Anthony on. He can tell us why he's in third place for picking movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Third place, Anthony, you heard it here first naturally I'll be the victor so uh,
0: I don't know if anything that we've learned in this podcast is you have very sus taste I'll
1: tell you what though so, my fantasy football drafts have been going well and I'm gonna use that as a direct indication of how this draft will go
0: that's a fair yeah. that's a fair comparison because because
1: because they, they correlate definitely a hundred percent
0: you said it
1: damn
0: I oh, did <laughs> right at the end too oh you're we so close. We it's, were, oh, so, so far away. <laughs> i have to look up synonyms for a hundred percent, yeah, or we can just start going plus ultra. You, I don't know if there's enough people <laughs> that listen to this podcast that understand that reference, uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair, that's fine. Uh,
1: you got anything else, buddy? You want me to sign us out? Uh, yeah, I think that's everything, bro. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming. If this was your first time. Uh, Please make sure you follow us. You'll get uh, information on whenever we start streaming. When they come out, uh, it'll be direct access for you. Um, Thanks again to everybody who regularly joins, who regularly listens. We couldn't do it without you guys. We get so much love and support, and it's been nothing but fantastic for for both of us. Uh, So thanks again and seen.